Are you a human being having a human experience, maybe trying to avoid some pain, some pains and have some pleasures? And I just, uh, planes. <laughs> trying to avoid travel altogether. <laughs> Which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did. Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about life, our lives, life in general. Just a free form episode. This is the Essential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? So, Danny, tell yeah. me what's been going on this week. Well, uh, as you know, <laughs> no, we've been pretty busy, both of us, I think, doing a lot of different things. So it's been kind of hectic, which uh, can make it hard. But I was telling you before, though, actually, I did have I was pretty happy yesterday. Last night, I did have like a mild panic attack because I was trying to work late at night. Um, and I forgot that it was like daily savings just happened. So like we moved, fell back. So it was like an, technically like an hour later, you know, the normal or felt, you know, whatever you guys figured it out. Uh, anyway. And so, like, I started to get, like, I was getting, like, really upset and, like, stressed. And then I realized, like, oh, it was really, like, an hour later than it is. And I would never work that late normally. So, like, that's that was the problem. And then I woke up this morning and I felt fine because I was actually just tired. And, like, it's funny, but I caught it really fast this time. And I was proud of myself because I didn't, like, let it spiral. And that's been happening more and more. I feel like that I've been getting better and better at, like, identifying these things and not letting it get out of hand. Yeah, well done. I mean, that's really it's it's really difficult because it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if if you knew going into yesterday that like, oh, daylight savings happened, you're going to be tired and crankier a little bit earlier. Then when that feeling came up, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is that. Duh, I just need. I to mean, to be fair, I should have known that because <laughs> like but it, it happens. It happens once a year. Yeah, because yeah, you know the other time you have more energy, so it happens once a year. So unless you write a note in your calendar for next year, yeah, same yeah. thing will happen. Well, I think they're stopping it next year too, which is the funny thing. Oh, I thought, cool. well, here's it. I thought they were stopping it this year, and then I, I guess they weren't because like a lot of people thought that apparently. So I think next year they're actually stopping it. I hope they do because it's annoying. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But yeah, dude, it was cool, and like it does sneak up on you, like you said, because like I can actually like last night I remember I was on my computer working, and like I just felt this like. In the back of my mind, I was like, you know, there's like those voices of like, oh, I can't do this. This is too much. It's too hard. And then like I just stopped and I was like, why am I thinking? And like, but that's the thing, like stopping and asking yourself when you notice it, because I think most of the time we just ignore it. And then by the time we notice it, the voice is so loud that it's like, you know, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's that's really cool. It's very similar to what happened to me uh, recently where I was. I I did a whole bunch of work that I needed to do. And like that just kind of like tired me out yeah. emotionally, mentally, everything. And then I went to go do some stuff that I wanted to do, but I was already carrying <laughs> that like exhaustion and yeah. the stuff that I wanted to do was more difficult than I was expecting. And I couldn't figure it out. And all of a sudden I went down the rabbit hole of, I'm never going to figure this out. I'm never going to be good <laughs> enough. This is, what am I doing here? <laughs> and it just like, for like two hours, I was just in a funk. And then I was yeah. just like, hang on. I, all I have to do today is get through the day. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. You know, it's funny too. It's like, I always like wonder this. Cause like it happens to all of us, you know, like, who the hell are we trying to prove things to? Like, you know, like, who are we trying to prove things to? I don't know half the time. I don't know who I'm trying to. Is it me? Is it somebody else? I'm, <laughs> like, I'm st- I've had a realization recently that I'm still trying to impress my grandfather who died 10 years ago. Like, uh, yeah, when I, that makes sense. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a kid, like, nev- I could never do anything that was good enough for him. He was, like, super intelligent 
and he made him i don't know if things were (laughs) yeah basically and i don't know if things were very easy for him but he made it seem like everything was super effortless for him and because i had to work hard for it i was an idiot and well it could have been too he was also like how much older than you (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know right and he i mean he he probably didn't say that stuff but that's how that's the feeling that i internalized from it so like i still every once in a while i'm like struggling so hard to do some stuff and i catch myself and i'm like i don't need to impress him he's dead like <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. funny when we are kids that we do think that way like when we when somebody even i doubt he probably didn't say anything explicitly to you but i'm sure that's how you interpret it because you wanted to impress him probably you know and so mm-hmm. every time it didn't work out exactly like you saw him doing it even though you know you didn't do that yeah. stuff all your life. So it's like, <laughs> you know, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he likes, I mean, he studied really hard stuff. He was in the top of his field. And for me, it was like super hard to stay at the top, but I don't know. It's funny though, because that's the kind of stuff that we do carry with us that we don't even realize half the time, you know, like, what are we like, you know, I mean, really that's not, cause I think we usually are trying to, we usually ignore answering the questions that would actually help us. Like, who am I trying to impress? What am I running from? You know, what, you know, what am I feeling? All these things like, you know, discomfort, we just ignore it, but that doesn't actually fix it. It just gets worse and worse and more prevalent. And it's funny, mm-hmm. once you start fixing it, it gets like easier and easier. It's amazing. You actually start working yeah. out your life. It's crazy. Yeah. I almost feel like I kind of know myself. A little bit. Uh-oh. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> I know, right? Once you, once you get there, then you get smacked upside the head. Yeah. yeah. Every time... Every time I start thinking that I haven't figured out, I'm all of a sudden like I, my hackles right. I'm like, uh oh, watch out. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah. It's so not I had a, I had an interesting week this week. Uh, I read this book called uh, Die with Zero. So this was this was recommended to me because I was talking uh, with Who wrote it? with a friend. No idea. Okay. And yeah, called <laughs> Die with Zero. It's the only book. It's the only bestseller yeah. called Die with Zero. Were you yeah. reading it on Kindle? Yeah. You know what's funny, dude, when I read on Kindle? I don't know authors as well anymore on sometimes titles because you don't see it all the time. You don't open yeah. the book, you know? It's funny. That's yeah, true. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I almost never see the author. No idea. Yeah, you don't. You see it at the very beginning if you're lucky and that's it. Yeah, go for anyway. it. Yeah, so it was an interesting book because, like, I've been battling this in my mind for a long time. Like I was in, I was in hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. And then I still, I read every personal finance book under the sun, which basically stress, uh, don't spend any money and save all your money and die with the most money. And so, and so this, win the game, win that game, (laughs) win win the game by accumulating as much money by the time you die by sacrificing Mm -hmm. life experiences. Yeah. And so it was, it was kind of like, it didn't, I, I get the idea behind it, but it didn't quite make sense to me because, you know, you don't need to die with money. And so nope. that was the premise of this book was this guy is an engineer. And so they study efficiencies and he's like, what's the most efficient answer to this problem is that, you know, we have our life and we have this money. And like, this is the crazy thing. So one of the big things from the book, everybody's like, but you can't die with zero because you need to leave money to your kids and you need to leave, you know, charities and all these things. He had a very interesting point for that. So based on, based on statistics by whoever handles like uh, wills and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. the average age when somebody inherits is 60 years old when they inherit money. 
Yeah. That's about 30 years after when it would be most beneficial for them. Because most people so, live a lot longer now. So it's like, yeah, you're not getting it until you, you know, you're way late in life. Yeah. So by that point, it's already way too late for you to do anything with it. Way too late for it to positively impact your life. So he's like, hey, listen, like figured if if you think it's worthwhile for people to have money, like for your kids to have money, for charities to have money, do it when it's appropriate for them. And it turns out like the most impactful time in your life for when you have money is roughly around your 30s because you have to balance uh, wealth, you have to balance time, and you have to balance uh, wealth. Oh, health. No, health, wealth, time. Yeah, something like that. Anyways. It sounds reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in, your in your 30s, you're kind of strapped for time, especially if you have a family. Uh, but your health is at its peak, pretty close to its peak, and your wealth is kind of starting to grow. But you can you can develop you can get the most bang for your buck in terms of value from your experiences around that time. Basically, from well, because when you're, you're like about... physically able to do the things you might want to do. I I mm -hmm. get saying. okay okay that makes yeah sense. from twenty to sixty is like the ideal time for experiences in life because before then you don't really value it as much and after then it's you just don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like, you know, so it was a very interesting book and it kind of changed my concept of stuff because I've been going through like as much as I'm an abundance mindset type of person, like deep inside of me, there's a very scarcity uh, yeah. mindset person. That's just like terrified of being in debt again. And so it's like yeah. when you are, when you've been egregiously in debt, it's fucking scary to be in debt again. It sucks. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, a feeling. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of things I haven't done because I'm like, well, you know, it's spending money and I won't I won't die with the most money in the bank. So <laughs> is that yeah. winning? It's so weird, too, that we do that. Right. Because like you can't take it with you. Like like, OK, like I'll give you one of the things I do. I mean, I do can't help worrying about sometimes is like, you know, uh, my partner, she's significantly younger than me by a decent amount. So like I do where I like chance statistically i'm going to die first put it that way right so you know i do worry about that because i don't want her to be in a position where something's you know financially bad because you know whatever like so but that's not like i don't need a lot for that you know what i mean and that's just planning it's not like i'm not trying to leave stuff behind i'm trying to make sure the life we built together is still there essentially for her you know what i mean and i think that's i'm not trying to just accumulate a bunch of money and just put it there that's stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny that like you mentioned that too, because it's an interesting thing that all these people seem to want to have the most, but then you're just caught in a race for the most that you can't use. And then mm -hmm. to maintain that wealth, you're working all the time. It's stupid. <laughs> right. And and the thing is, all this money that's left in the bank or that you give to your kids, this was your life that you spent working the majority of people in America, a job that they don't enjoy to yeah. accumulate. So you, you traded... Time, your time, your precious life and potential life experiences doing a job you didn't like so that you could pass on money or something like that. You know, it's funny. You know, I never understood when I see all these people that like, you know, like when they're like, you know, especially like younger, like 28 or whatever, then they like make something in like tech or something and they sell it and they make a bunch of money. I'm like, I never understood. I'm like, why do you even bother? Like keep doing stuff. Go do things you want to do. Like go away, go do things you want to do. You have the money. Yeah, you could still do projects and stuff. Sure. Because I don't, I don't doubt people will still want to work and have that value in their lives. But like, you don't need to be working sixty hours, ninety hours a week. Like Elon mm -hmm. Musk sleeping at fucking Twitter when he bought it. Like, dude, why? Like, you know, well, what for I mean? most like, people, it's an addiction. 
yeah, I, I was yeah. listening to some book. It was uh, it was a book on trauma, and it was talking about people who had like very unsteady childhoods where they couldn't they couldn't really rely on their parents, and a lot of them turned into either like uh, gamblers or very strong business people because that, that was sense, like right. Yeah, they 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 didn't feel safe, and that was like the one way that they could feel safe. Yeah. Um, well, you see, another... a lot of times there are people that have a lot of money. They came from you know very uh, poor, you know, difficult backgrounds because you know that it's that motivation, right? Mm-hmm. To, to kind of get that, yeah. So another thing from this book. So part part of part of the book. So like in order to most efficiently optimize your dying with zero or close to zero, you have to know how long you're supposed to live. So huh. he recommends doing a whole bunch of these longevity. Go see a, uh, oh, I thought you were going to go see a psych. Sorry, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I did, I did a number of longevity calculators online and it freaking blew my mind. Like it said, like the majority of them said, I'm going to live to be 95. And I was just wow. like, holy cow what am i That's supposed a long to do that time. much more time i know jesus i don't know <laughs> i always i considered i was like halfway done my life already but holy cow so yeah, i don't, don't want to do this I'll, I'll find out I, when i get there i was i was like i, I need to change some habits <laughs> or something like that soon so that oh my goodness because yeah what do you well, you know it's, it, I, it really i had like i had like a, a mini existential crisis i'm like what am i supposed to do with all this time like the time that I've had so far has felt like forever. What am I supposed to do with the rest of it? I am ready for a freaking rest. Now, yeah, yeah. dude, it's funny. I remember uh, reading a while ago, like they were saying like when they initially set the uh, retirement age in Social Security, you know, people generally didn't make it much longer than like a couple of years, few years, maybe a decade after that. But now mm-hmm. it's so common for people to live two, three decades after that time that it's like one, the system's totally strained. But also, like, you know, even though people might plan for retirement, they don't end up have, not having enough because there's inflation, costs go up, and, like, they don't really realize that, like, you know, it's like you just don't have to lie that long. You know, it's, like, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do live quite a long time, and we keep improving that, so. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, That's so. Crazy. I got a 95 is a long, That's a long time, right? Yeah. When Man, people are like, but, does anyone live forever? It's like, not really. No, <laughs> sounds like a no. lot of work. But you know what? On the other hand, like with with a lot of the coding and programming stuff that we're doing, because we talk oftentimes how it takes like five to 10 years to get really good at it. All of a sudden, when I was living till 95, I was like, well, that's worth it because that means I'll have another long time to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like, I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Like, you know, like we're both, you know, just got into our 40s not too long ago. And like, Mm -hmm. it's barely look a day over 30. I know. Right. I still eat spring chicken, but like it's funny because like you know the uh, what is it? Damn it! Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, yeah. So like it's funny because like I used to think like that was so old, you know. When you're younger, you always do, but then when you're there, you realize like you know it's not. And like I'm, st- we're still in good health. Like, we can still do lots of things. Like you know, you still have time to do so much. I think that was like the biggest thing that helped me get over the problem of like changing careers and stuff and doing something new was that the reality was like I still have so much time. Like, I, you know, I can do anything. Like, if it's great. So it's like, you might as well take advantage of it. And I think going back to what you were saying about the book, like, I think that makes sense. Like, this I, this mentality of just saving and working yourself to death when you're in your prime, 
doesn't make sense because you're not actually getting those experiences and things that you enjoy. I mean, they've done so many studies that have found that like people prefer experiences over objects like all the time. Yeah, the memories are more enjoyable later on. Like, for instance, like, you know, how often do you think back to like when you got the new iPhone six generations ago and smile, right? You don't care. How often do you think back to a great vacation you took, you know, with your partner or a great just experience you had? It, didn't even be, it could be like a one night thing, but you keep thinking back to it because it was so fun and you have that joy over and over again, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, actually, the experiences grow in value the more you <clears throat> think of them. Yeah. And the more you discuss them with other people. Memory is a funny uh, thing, you know, because we even like we, we manipulate it and like keeps getting better and better as we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, that was a that was a really interesting book. And then uh, the same guy who recommended that book was talking about the book 4000 Weeks, uh, which is time management for mortals. It's kind of a book on like how to do stuff with your life instead of it's just 4000 Weeks. How long we have? Yeah, that's like the average human life. Oh, okay. I didn't feel like doing the math. Yo, actually, check this out. So anyways, based on based on my life expectancy, around the time of my next birthday, I'll have approximately 20,000 days left to live. That's cool. Still a lot of days, yeah, though. How about that? Yeah, how That's about interesting. that? Yeah. yeah, it's weird when you put them in numbers, isn't it? Because it kind of sounds like a lot, but it kind of doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? Probably did more. If we went back like 300 years ago and we didn't talk about billions and trillions all the time, it probably would have sounded like a lot more. 20,000. Yeah. Holy cow. Still sounds like a lot of days, though. It still is <laughs> a lot of days. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, my goodness. Um, yeah, so anything. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, anything I generally don't think. I've been trying to just like worry less about stuff that I think it's not like, I, it's just, I don't know. Mm. It's funny. I don't know. I had this like thought. This was a couple weeks ago. It's just like, I mean, I guess I've always thought, like, worrying doesn't help anything. It never does. It's like, just makes things worse exponentially. And, like, I've always had kind of a problem with, like, you know, anxiety, stress, things like that, like a lot of people. And, like, I've just been trying not to worry about stuff anymore. Like, it's not worth, like, it'll get done. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, like, like, not in the sense of, like, there's a difference between, like, you know, like, not worrying about something and just not doing it because you just, you know, don't want to, then just don't do it. But, like, you know, you're still doing things, so it will get done, just not worrying about it. And, like, we were you know, trusting that things are going to happen and turn out right if I put in the work and do things right. And it's been very helpful. It's still hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I still definitely worry, but like, it's been very helpful to keep me kind of like more even keeled, I think, and just, you know, in a better mood generally. And then I'm more apt to get things done well, you know? Yeah. Worrying is a really nasty habit. It sucks. And it's such like a lying habit because it promises that by doing this thing that's not good for you in the moment, it'll make your life better in the future. And it just doesn't. It's, it's like a weird, it's like a weird, like a narcissistic thing too. Of like, oh, I'm so important. I got to work with this and that, you know, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have time mm-hmm. for you. I got to do this and that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Yeah. I keep, I mean, I just keep reminding myself that like, you know, all the people who are dead, like all these, all these idols that we've all idolized. Like, for instance, I was walking today. Someone was carrying like a Louis Vuitton shopping bag. And I was like, I was like, okay, you get probably insane street credit or Instagram credit, whatever, for having that shopping bag around with you. But who the heck is Louis Vuitton? Is this guy still alive? And yeah. And is, you know, 
and it's just crazy that like we go around wearing some dead person's name. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? And thinking mm-hmm. that that elevates us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. funny. That's the other thing. Like, it's one thing to be like, you know, like I, I totally understand. Like, if you need a bag for something, like wanting a nice bag, it's gonna like last and do what you need it to do, right? That's fine. And like getting value out of it, but like just getting it because the brand is so funny because it's like everybody knows it's all you bought for. Like it's just an it's just a statement of your value. That's all it is. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a validation. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah, and so like in this book, it talked about how it, like all the money and everything towards the end of your life is completely worthless. Like you just you just have like that when you're on your deathbed. All the money in the world isn't going to do you anything. Somebody, you could win the lottery on your deathbed and it's completely worthless. Look at Steve Jobs, dude. Didn't help him, man. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, there is limits Mm. to what people can do. Yeah. I've been, uh, so this is something that happened this week. I've been contemplating reading that uh, Walter Isaacson biography of Elon Musk because I was like, how many books of very, influential people have i read when they're still alive so i've read like will smith's biography did uh did this guy work with him like it was like a no so he he's the guy who did the really popular biography of steve jobs he just did one of elon uh, musk okay okay i gotcha yeah and so uh i just figured "Eh, maybe i should because you know like i read all these books of these icons of past ages you know yeah like roosevelt and Rockefeller and Marcus Aurelius and all these different people from like who are dead. And I'm like, well, this guy's still alive. So maybe it would be a different experience to read this book. But I'm like, I really don't care about his. I life. don't. I don't. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think there could hard. be something to gain from reading it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would have said the same thing, though, about like Franklin and stuff in his time. You know, like, I want to read a book mm. about that guy. She's stupid face all over and his dumb almanacs you know like i don't know yeah, right like, you know it's funny it's probably the case though i always wonder too when people write those biographies because good biographers are very good you know and they'll do a lot of research and they get into a lot of different things and they get access to stuff sometimes but i always wonder how much like different the story would be given from the own person's now like you know because a lot of times biographers will focus on the facts of the situation and stuff rather than like intent things like that and like you know our own memory lies to us so it'd be interesting to see mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, you know, I think we've, we've, uh, it is funny. That whole money thing is very funny because, like, people just like, I remember being, I remember in grad school when I was uh, getting my master's, I had a friend, because a lot of people get a master's in philosophy then go into law because it's a good combination to have. And uh, he was going into law, so he's going to take the LSAT something with that. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, dude, what are your plans? And he's like, well, I'm going to, you know, try to work really hard you know like it's a lot of work at first like you know 60 70 hours sometimes a week and then get a blah 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 and he's like but then i hope i'll be able to retire when i'm like this age or whatever i'm like what about all that time from then till now like from now till you retire like what are you gonna do like you know it just always confused me because like that mindset of like i'm gonna work as much as i can make as much as i can and then i'm gonna retire it's like but you might die when you're working first of all second of all what the hell are you going to, you're not going to have any hobbies, you're not going to do anything, like, you know, it's like, it just seems crazy to me, like, to not want to do stuff that you also enjoy. It's like, we forgot that we're like, we have a whole life. You mm-hmm. know, because yeah, we can get anything done if we focus on one thing, that's true. And we can totally like ignore everything else, but like, that doesn't mean you're going to be happy too. 
Like you have to find that balance, and that's the hard part. Dude, like, like I mean, we, it's kind of funny when you think about it in different areas. Like, let's say somebody was like, "I'm just gonna cook a billion brownies, a billion brownies." Why? <laughs> who are you gonna eat? No, I'm just gonna cook. I'm gonna cook a billion brownies and just keep them in my room. And yeah. it's like you're freaking nuts. But people <laughs> do that with mine. Yeah, and then they buy. You know, it's so funny. Yeah, it's like it's just really weird. I can't imagine anything has value too when you have that much money. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm-mm. it must devalue everything. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I don't know. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, I think that's good. all for me. All right. It's been a busy week. Yeah, it has. I know. Has. Definitely I getting some rest, like noticing yes. when I'm going to pushing too hard and just stopping and taking a step back, not being too critical on myself and just getting some rest. That's been helpful. Dude, this year different. It was funny because I had two nights where the one night, the first night I, I did not sleep well. I was had like a cold. So I kept my, I was really congested. I kept waking up. Um, so I didn't sleep well. And then the next night I slept great. I slept like 10 hours because I needed it. Dude, the difference in how I felt that like immediately in the morning was so funny. And like, you know, normally when I'm not paying attention, I'd be like, oh, I feel so miserable, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was just tired, you know? And like, I just needed rest. That's all. Like, it's not that hard <laughs> to mm-hmm. figure out. Yeah, we are funny little creatures. We are. Very, very stupid. Yeah, I can <laughs> Yeah, actually, okay. So uh, last thing, I was I was listening to this book and he was talking about conditioning, like Pavlov's conditioning. Uh, yeah, the old you know, dogs, dogs yeah. salivating that stuff. But he's like another another more modern term for this is programming. And I was like, that's kind of interesting because maybe we are a computer program, and could be, yeah. And and it just shows itself in classical conditioning. Yeah. And when we do program ourselves, think about it, dude. Like, yeah, you know, when people go work at a new office and they adapt to the new culture, we're very good at doing that. And there's a sense of programming there, right? You're reading the room, you're reading the situation, adjusting your behaviors, I mean, all that. It's like very easy to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Another episode in the books for the Existential Story Ooh. podcast. <laughs> We're in the 300s now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We wow. are uh, in the 300 and teens. Wow. The teens. It's crazy. I know. The, the tweens. Years. Is it yeah. tweens before or after? The tweens. I think, tw- I think tweens is like. Isn't that like 11 to something? I don't know. The tweens. It yeah, the tweens. All right. Well, anyways, if I you enjoyed that it. word, though, I really don't like it. <laughs> yeah, if you enjoyed it, give us a like on uh, Apple Podcasts. This is the Existential Stoke Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.